Welcome to the How to Brand My Church podcast with Michael Persaud, episode four. This is a place where we want to educate church leaders on branding and how to leverage it for growth. Our topic today is one that I'm uh, excited about. It's something that I uh, am passionate about, and that is how to create the perfect logo for your church. As a church leader, you'll look at other churches and you'll see them have this um, this amazing logo, this incredible mark that just represents them so well. It just fits who they are. It looks good across the web and on print and on a video. Just looks amazing. And you're wondering, how do I get that for my church? How how do I get that uh, design, that type of a quality design that's so unique uh, for my church? Well, today our topic is going to be on, on how to create that perfect logo for your church. I have 18 questions that will help us get to that that perfect logo design. So as a designer, I, um, I've been designing for, oh, I guess since 2004 professionally. I've been working with churches quite a bit all along the way. And uh, one of the great things I get to do is design logos. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. Um, because it, it's such an amazing uh, challenge to take a vision and a um, just an idea of what this church is going to be, what going to want to become in the next four, five, ten years, and create this um, this mark, this design that encompasses all of that. I love the challenge, and I love create the creativity behind such a challenge to to design a mark that that's going to represent all of those things. So I've refined my process um, to have 18 questions that I go through every time I talk with a church leader. Um, many times I get the request to create a new logo for the, for this church, and they think it's just a, a matter of sitting down and knocking out something in a few hours. But really, my process uh, that I like to take takes um, at least two weeks to, to work through. Um, it's a slow process of really wrestling with the idea of what that church is so I can get a great understanding. So basically, I, I become so knowledgeable about this church and what the vision is that I can create um, this design that's going to encompass all those things for years and years to come. So it takes, a, it takes effort. It takes time. It takes a lot of back and forth, a, a partnership between the designer and the, uh, the, the church leader or leaders to get this just right. So I'm going to take you through these 18 questions, and I want to um, expand on some of them so you understand where I'm coming from so we can educate you. I can educate you on this process uh, so that you can go through it with whoever you're working with, whether it's a staff designer or a professional designer that you bring in. I want you to have the knowledge and understanding of these questions so you can provide them with the right information. Information is key. Giving the right information and enough information is going to result in the quality of your logo. If you can articulate properly what you need this thing to do and to communicate, uh, then you're going to be able to get the results that you're looking for that, that's going to wow you. In fact, just this week, I designed a logo, and um, I, uh, usually when I present the logo, I'll, I'll set up a phone call. Um, or meet somebody in person if they're locally here in town. And uh, this week was on a phone call. And so we got on the call, and then I sent the email with the attachment of the logo. And then I love to be on the phone when they open that file, and then I get to hear their first response. 
And um, I love it when it turned out like it did this week where the, the person, the client that I was working with, have this wow reaction. They were like, man, this is amazing. It's it's everything that I want, and it's so creative. I wouldn't have ever thought about this myself. So for me, that's extremely rewarding to get to that point because of all the effort that I put into researching out the, the different ideas that they've, um, they've communicated to me. Um, so I spend a lot of time up front uh, asking questions and digging deep so I can get a, a full understanding of what this logo needs to be and what it needs to do for this church. And uh, there's, there's a lot of, of time spent up front so that during the design process, I've got a, a roadmap that I can look at. So I've got keywords that I can do mind maps with and start to make connections. And uh, as I'm designing, I can look back at my notes, my detailed notes that I take, and I can make sure that I'm hitting on the, the key points that this organization wants to, to hit on. And uh, the process is, a, is, is a, a lengthy one, but in the end, it results in a great, unique mark that, that just uh, encompasses that organization, that, that church, for a long, long time. So let's get right into the questions. One of the first questions that I ask is, why was your church created? I would like to get a good understanding of the history of the church, so I know where it's coming from. Some churches, that history is rich and worth uh, honoring in whatever new design that we come up with. Some churches, it's not so much. So I want to get a good understanding so that I can I can gauge whether or not we should lean into that that history. Question two is, what is your church's mission? What are you doing? What are the actions that you're doing as a church? What is the mission of your church? Question three is, who are you called to reach? We've covered this in some other podcasts, but a target audience is extremely important to get an understanding of. Your logo needs to reach out to the people that you are called to reach, um, the people you are gifted in reaching. You're not able to reach everyone in the world, but you are called to reach certain groups of people. And we want to make sure that we have a good understanding of what that group is so that we can understand what they respond to. Certain groups of people respond to colors differently or fonts differently, uh, design styles differently. So we want to make sure we honor them and, and whatever we create appeals to those groups of people that you are specifically trying to reach. Question four is rank your target audience in order of importance. This kind of goes back to that target audience, uh, that big idea of uh, identifying your tar- target audience. So you, you'll have multiple audiences that you are good at reaching, and there's going to be various levels of uh, how, how well you can reach those people. So we want you to rank that. I want you to give me a, hey, this is the bullseye. These are the people that we are really, really good at reaching for whatever reason that might be. And then what's the next level out uh, of people that you want to try to, to reach or that you feel you can reach out to? And then what's the next level out? And then what's the next level out? So it's almost like a, like a bullseye. I want to know who the center, the core of your strengths are, uh, the, that core group of people that you can reach. And then we want to go out from there maybe to three, four, or five levels so that we can account for the different audiences that you are really, really good at reaching. 
I've worked with a church that has a target audience. The bullseye for them is young families. So they want to have great kids programs and uh, really reach out to this group of people of young moms and dads that are trying their very best to raise their kids up in a godly environment so they have good values. So their, their primary audience for this particular church that I'm talking about is these young families. They also have a secondary audience, which is single moms. The pastor grew up in a single mom house, and he has a heart for that, uh, that demographic. So they have a lot of good programming for uh, single parents, uh, Christmas time or in various times throughout the year. So that's another audience that, that's a secondary audience. And there's a third audience of men. They see a need in the community to have men step up. And so they want to make sure that they have uh, different things that really uh, appeal to men. So design-wise, they want to be masculine and how they present different ideas and, and ser- sermon series. Or they have a men's event four times a year that they do where just men are involved in that event. So there's three audiences, and they all uh, have different levels of importance, different priorities of importance. But they're uh, in the grand scheme of thing, it's all all important. But I, as a designer, I know when I'm working with this church that I, I need to target first that young family and then include in there things that will work for the single mom. But it also has to have a masculine feel so it reaches out to that third audience of men. Question five is how do you want to be perceived by your audience? So the, the desire to be perceived a certain way and the actual perception that an audience have, has of you is different and you have to really define how you want to be perceived so you can lean into that. As a designer, I want to know that so that I can lean into that as I come up with designs for your logo. Number six, what are the three most important goals? I want to know where you're headed so I can make sure to to keep that in mind. Questions seven, eight, and nine go together. They have the same common idea that I'm trying to get to as a designer. Uh, But let me go through the questions. Question seven is, what is unique about your church? Question eight, what does your church do better than anyone else? And question nine, what values and beliefs unify your staff and volunteers and drives their performance? So what I'm trying to get to is, what is the thing that would be missed if your church did not exist? That's kind of another way to wrap up those three questions. Um, what would be missed? What's, what's the thing that you do that is greater than uh, anything else in that community. And um, I want to get to that and identify that so we can make sure to enhance that. That's what's important about your church, about the the culture of your church. And uh, we need to really um, emphasize that in whatever design that we come up with. Question 10, what other churches do you admire most and why? A lot of times this gives me insight on your taste. You know, when we choose a restaurant, you might choose Italian or Mexican or Japanese. And by choosing a category, it um, you can then narrow down which restaurant you can, you'll, you'll go to. Well, in a lot of ways, when you tell me that, hey, I really like this church. It's a big church. Everybody knows it. And I really like how they do things. Um, it kind of gives me an idea of what taste uh, you, you have. Um, so I can go in that direction. I'm going to go in the right direction right off the bat. So that's an important question. Question number 11. Why would someone who is unchurched want to attend your church? So the goal is uh, to discover why people that are not part of your church 
would come to your church and then be able to work with that big idea and lean into it as we design. Question 12 is how do you market your church? I want to know what strategy you have to market your church, whether it's mostly web-based marketing, uh, print-based marketing, uh, a good mix of everything, uh, videos, different things like that. And I can, based on your marketing preferences, sometimes that can help me decide what type of a look to go with as a, as a logo design. Question 13, what are the trends and changes that affect your church? I want to be aware of any trends that you, uh, you have as a church that you lean into. Question 14, where will you be in five years? And then where will you be in 10 years? If you've got this big grand vision of what you want to be when you grow up, so to speak, then I, uh, I need to create a brand that leans into that now so that it will be a lasting brand later when you get there. Question 15, if you could do or be anything in the future, what would it be? Again, that same big idea. We need to design now for the future where you're going to end up being in, in five or ten years. A, a logo, a good logo, is going to be timeless. It's going to last forever. And uh, you need to be able to design now with that in mind. Question 16, how do you measure success? This is a really good one. Um, it takes a lot of thinking sometimes for the church to, to kind of step back, the church leaders, and say, oh, I guess that's something we do. We didn't even know we did it. But some churches measure success by the amount of salvations that happen, or maybe baptisms that take place, or maybe the amount of tithers that they have, or it might just be attendance from week to week. Whatever it is, it shows me what values you have, what you value as a church, and um, the, the thing you value the most is going to be measured. So uh, when I know that, I can design very strategically towards what you value. Question 17, what are the potential barriers to your success? So if there's anything that stops your success, let me know about that. 18, if you could communicate a single message about your church, what would it be? So that's a big question, um, usually something that we wrestle with quite a bit when I talk to church leaders about it. But what's the one message that sums up what your church is all about? Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the times churches don't have a focused approach when it comes to reaching people. So as a, as a, a consultant, really, um, when, I, when I'm going through these questions, I'm acting as a consultant, I want to narrow the thinking down so that you're laser focused. And then with that focus, we can create a very strong and effective logo. So um, I'm going to challenge leaders quite a bit. In, in this line of questioning, and one message that sums up everything is, uh, is really hard to do, but it's very important to at least go through the exercise of doing it because of the clarity that it brings. Now, when I design, the process that I go through is that I take these questions, all 18 of them, and I lay them out, all the answers that I have, and I have them nearby. Uh, so as I'm sketching, I'm going to be looking at these questions as, I, as I'm designing I'm going to be looking at these questions. As I'm thinking through, I want to look at these answers and pull out keywords and key thoughts so that it guides my design. I always want to have it close by, so I'm not designing what I want to design. I'm designing what needs to be designed. So my, my process is to first sketch. I want to take a pen and paper or a pencil and paper and then literally sketch. So there's no restrictions. There's no... Um, programs or anything like that involved yet. It's just free flow design. 
I'm mind mapping, taking ideas, combining them, and just putting them together into visuals or sketching out letters and words. It's a very creative process, and, and uh, sketching allows me to do that. Then once I have a good sketch um, of something I think I like, or maybe a couple ideas that I, I think I, I like, that's when I'm going to go to the computer. I'm going to sit down, and then I'm going to start to put fonts together and, and um, then put uh, shapes together. Uh, at first, I'm not going to work with color at all. I don't want the distraction of color to be in the mix. I just want uh, black and white, maybe some grays in there, so that I'm focusing solely on the design and, and not having the distraction of color yet. Because color is very important, and I want to leave that on its own to figure out later on once I'm happy with the actual design of the logo. Once I get to a point where I like what I have, so I've designed something, it usually takes maybe a day or two to go through the process of designing something. Not solid days of working on it, but maybe a couple hours at a time, kind of working on it, stepping away, coming back, stepping away, coming back. With a logo, it's different than designing anything else because you want to be able to stew on it. And uh, sometimes I even leave it for a day or two and then come back to it and then take a look at it with fresh eyes and, and, a, fr and, a, and a clear mind. So logo design is, is it's a longer process than anything else because of the importance and, and what you're trying to communicate with one mark. There's a whole bunch of things. Uh, as you can see from the questioning that I, that I gave out earlier, there's just so many ideas that you're trying to put into this simple little mark. And uh, it takes a long time to get that just right. But when you do, it's amazing what it can do. It gives such clarity and focus to the organization. Um, and it's, it's an amazing thing. So when I, when I design and I have a design that I really like, it's in black and white, maybe some grays, that's when I'm going to go through colors and try to fig figure out the, rest, the, the best colors that communicate the ideas that are outlined in the, in the questioning um, from previously. So I'll, I'll pick the final logo once, once we get it all put together and it's kind of hitting the mark on everything that the church leaders have said that they want to try to do with this logo, then I will put together a final design. So on my computer screen, I have this, at this point, I'm going to have this um, hodgepodge of dozens of designs, all on one screen. You know, I'm, I'm just using one big document. I'm using Adobe Illustrator, and um, I want to use vector-based design elements. So I'm going to use Illustrator, not Photoshop. You don't want to design with a pixel-based program. You want to do it with a vector-based. Every final logo design should be a vector-based design so that you can scale it to be as big or as small as it needs to be. Pixels do not allow you to do that. So you should never design a logo in Photoshop. Always design it in Illustrator where it is vector-based. So I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to have all these designs all over my screen and one design leads to another variation, another variation. So there's, there's not a, a lot of structure and order to this, uh, this screen at this point with all these different designs. But what's going to happen is that it's gonna, I'm going to whittle it down to the final one or maybe even two designs that are just hidden on all cylinders. It's, it's looking good. It feels good. It, it, it accomplishes the goals that we've set out to initially. And it's, uh, it's, it's really nice. So I'm going to copy that design. I'm going to paste it into a new document. And what I like to do is set up a new document at 5 by 5, 5 inches by 5 inches. And then I paste that logo right in the middle of that square. 
and then I just start tweaking it little by little, little by little by little. When I get it on its own, when I get the logo design by itself with no noise around it, I begin to see things. Maybe the letters are not spaced quite right, so I can begin to work on the letters and space them out quite right. Maybe maybe the mark is just a little too small. I can make it just a tiny bit bigger. Maybe the color is not quite right. I can tint it this way or that way. So that little 5x5 five five square allows me just to focus on that design by itself and refine it to be exactly what it needs to be. Once I have it the way that I like it, um, the next step is to then put it onto stationery. So I'm going to create a letterhead with it, uh, envelope and a business card. So this starts to make the logo functional so that I begin to see it in, in real life terms. Uh, a lot of times I'll take a, a t-shirt mock-up and then I'll place the logo on the t-shirt so that I can again see another realistic uh, representation of what this logo is going to look like. Many times I'll present all of this when I present the final logo design. Uh, I'm going to present the stationery, the t-shirt, uh, if it makes sense to put it onto a box or anything that else that uh, helps the, uh, the client see what the logo is going to look like in real life. Uh, I'll go ahead and present those things so that they can get their head wrapped around what the logo does for them. So the presentation is kind of the last part of all this. Once I have it the way that I want it, I'll set up a phone call or set up an interview uh, to meet up together someplace. And then I present the logo and all those different versions that I just talked about to the, to the client, and I'm there with them. I want to make sure I'm with them when they're looking at it, and I want to see their reaction, their first reaction to the logo. And uh, from that first reaction, I can gauge how close I am, and then I can have them articulate that later on, right there in the spot, in the moment. I don't want to wait. I, I want to be there in the moment. I also want to be there so that after they look at it for a minute or two and they've seen it, I want to walk them through exactly what happened. Like, what is every element of this logo? Where did it come from? What's it communicating? And then I'll walk them through exactly what they said in the questionnaire. You wanted this, 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 this. You wanted to reach to, to these people. You wanted to be here in, in the future. And this logo accomplishes all these things. It reaches out to your target audience because of these factors. You know, it's colored this way. It's using this type of font. The mark is representing this. And I basically point to their words that they told me they want. And then I'm going to say that this logo fits all those things. When they see it in that light, in that per, with that perspective, then most times, 9 out of 10 times, oh man, I would even go to say 97 out of 100 times, it's going to, be, it's going to hit the mark. If anything, we're going to have a tweak. Hey, can we tweak the color just a little bit because I really don't like red. Can we just tweak that to maybe orange? So sometimes there's little changes like that. But for the most part, this process that I've just outlined gets us to the right mark almost every time. And it's amazing. I, don't, I used to, when I first started designing, I used to present maybe three logo options. Now that I'm skilled at what I do, um, I can, I'm very confident that I, with these questions and everything, spending the, the, the process that I, that I go through, I will design one logo or I'll present one logo. I'll, I'll design dozens of logo, logos, 
but I'll use my expertise to then narrow that down to one mark that is presented to the client and then serves it. I, I want to serve them with the one mark because I want to use every part of my experience and, and design knowledge to serve their vision and to present the mark that, that's representing them the best. And uh, most of the time it works. The clients are thrilled. They're so glad they don't have to wrestle with this. They paid me to wrestle with it and to come up with the solution and they're very grateful for it. Many times I'll present a logo over the phone and um, I'll send the email over and the client opens it up and they look at it for the first time and I'll get this huge reaction on the other side. Wow, this is amazing. How did you come up with that? And I love it. As a designer, that's just that's just um, a cherry on top. Uh, I get to do what I love to do. And then when it hits the mark and people are excited about it, it moves them. It's just an amazing feeling for me to, to have. And uh, you can have that as a church leader. You can have that response to a, a design if you go through the process of providing answers that will guide your designer. So learn these questions. Learn the process uh, through this podcast of what it takes for a designer, a good designer that knows what they're doing, to design a logo that's unique to you so that you can seek out the right person, the right designer, the right agency to design your logo so that you end up with that wow logo that just fits. fits like a glove. It just feels right. And it will be around for a very long time. It'll look good on all different types of media, from print media to the website and videos, everything that you want to do. It'll look great on a t-shirt or a hat or a tattoo if you want to go that way. Um, but you can get that perfect logo design if you go through the right process. You'll you'll you discover what exactly that mark needs to communicate, and then you'll have a. If you choose the right designer, that's the other key to this whole thing, this whole process. You have to have a designer that knows what they're doing, that knows colors and fonts and all those things and what they communicate and represent. Um, if you can get those two things together, the right designer and the right answers that you can give to them. It'll be a beautiful thing. Um, the results will be beautiful and represent you extremely well for a very, very long time. The goal of this episode today is to educate you on the logo design process, what a good process looks like so that you can get that right logo that's a perfect fit for your church. I've made all these questions available to you for free on our howtobrandmychurch.com website. Go to the website, download these questions, and it, let it be a guide to help you get that perfect logo for your church. I want to make you aware that there will be a, a book released in the spring of 2016 that is on church branding. The hope of this book is to provide a great resource that churches can use to help get their brand put together and in alignment so they can uh, have amazing growth take place by having their message and their vision line up in every way. So if you would like to be aware of when this book is going to come out, please subscribe to our blog. We'll let you know the release date. Also, if you subscribe to our blog, you'll get all the different posts, notifications, so that you won't miss any episodes of the, the podcast or any posts on our blog. Thank you for joining me on the How to Brand My Church podcast today. I hope this topic serves you well, and I'll see you next time.